On the 24th day of Christmas, my true love came to me. The end of 2023. It's the last day of Podmas Pictures. I'm scrolling TikTok at 3 a.m. because my nervous system's too fucked to go to sleep and I feel too anxious to put my phone down. Is that why I'm having an existential crisis? There are always going to be a million other things you could have decided to do. <laughs> I'm broken. Happy Christmas Eve! If you are listening to this on the day it comes out, which is Christmas Eve, how are you? Guys, we made it. I'm trying to get comfortable. I feel like this wall is a really ugly backing, but you know what? I don't care, okay? I've lost the will to live. This is the 24th episode. I promise next year, when we continue the podcast, there will be a more consistent backdrop, okay? But that's what Podmas is about, figuring things out. It is the last day. Do I have anything to say? Oh, I do actually. My mouth is currently on fire. I bought, so we were in Aldi. This is quite niche. I was in Aldi or Lidl, I can't remember, one of the two. And my sister was like, oh, my friends say that these jars, these curry jars are quite nice. And so I was like, okay, let's decide to just have like a quick curry jar. Normally I'd make curries from scratch, but sometimes if you can't be bothered, it's just nice to have a jar. So I bought this jar. Lots of them weren't vegan because a lot of them have milk in. But the one that was vegan was the Rogan Josh curry pot. It is the spiciest thing I've ever eaten. It said four chilies, but I feel like when things normally say four chilies, they normally feel more like two or three. This one is not. Like this one will make you shit your pants. If you shop in Aldi or Lidl and you want a curry jar... The Rogan Josh one is delightful, but it's so spicy. I just had some. The reason I'm bringing it up is because I just had one before I started. I feel like I'm on hot ones. That's what I keep saying yesterday. At one point I was screaming when we were eating it saying, I feel like I'm on hot ones. I feel like Sean Evans is in the room with me. Okay, shall we? Now we finish complaining. I feel like I look really ugly. Shall we do the final check-in? Let's freaking do it. And then we will get in to the ins and outs, the we're all like other girls, Polly online, ins and outs for 2024. The final prompt, 24 days we've done this, every single day. My nose, I'm so sorry if I sound congested, I'm hoping I will be able to kind of transmute this, my mouth is on fire feeling by the time we really get into this episode. Okay, oh, what kind of parent would you be? What kind of parent would you be? So when I first read this, wait, let me show you. What kind of parent would you be? So when I first read this, I thought it said, what kind of parent do you want to be? But what kind of parent would you be? I think is a very different question. The idea of being a parent, I think if I was going to be a parent, which I'm not sure if I want to be, but if I was going to be a parent, I want to be the type of parent who is like super loving, Obviously, like that goes without saying. That's imagine, imagine not saying that. Oh, I just want to be harsh and emotionally unavailable as a parent. But I imagine myself, like, if I wanted to be a parent, I would love to just be like super open, can talk about anything, really willing to like discuss feelings. I'd want to be a really good role model. I think this is what really f- makes me afraid about being a parent is like your 
children take on so much of your positive and negative traits, right? And so all of your shit that you have, you pass on to your kids. And that makes me so afraid. But so I would really want to be the type of person and the type of parent who really works on my own shit and is kind of like actively trying to decondition from all of my shit so that I don't pass it down. But what kind of parent would I be? If I'm being honest, I think I would be a helicopter parent. Not because I want to be. I don't, like, the idea of being a helicopter parent, I don't think helps. I don't think it's a great thing. But I think the idea, so my sister is getting ready to have a baby. She's due in February. I just had a dream last night that she had a baby on January the 25th. We've all got kind of sweepstakes on when it's going to be born and how big it's going to be. So that's, I think, why I had such a specific dream. But she's having a baby and just hearing all of the things that she's getting and like the idea of it sleeping and that it's just making me think about like the idea of having a baby and how terrifying it is to kind of be in charge of this tiny little thing and like to have to kind of figure out how to keep this tiny little thing alive. I think I would be such a helicopter parent. I want to be the type of person that's like, yeah, go with your friends, have fun, I trust you. But I fear that I would be the type of parent who would like have to walk my kid to school every day because I was afraid of like letting him get the bus by himself. My two cousins live in London and they get the bus in London by themselves to school every day. And they're like, 11 and 13 that makes me or 14 terrified the idea of that is terrifying to me and so I fear that I would be a form of helicopter parent but I don't want to be do you know the type of parent I want to be Ellen Fisher if I could be Ellen Fisher I would be happy about that in terms of parenting okay let's get into it shall we the ins and the outs of 2024. This is my list that I've compiled over the past few days knowing I was going to make this as the final episode Let's do outs first. Some of these I've talked about in episodes, but I think that kind of goes without saying due to the fact that I have been speaking to a microphone every single day this month. Main character syndrome is so fucking out for me. It is unreal, okay? The idea that we are the most important thing on earth at the kind of detriment to everybody else. Perceive me, support me, validate me. I'm the most important person and if you don't validate me and if you don't see me and if you don't pander to my every need, it's your problem, you're the problem. Babe, you're the problem, it's you. Main character syndrome is so fucking out. I do not want to see another video about main character syndrome. I do not want to see a 10 tips on how to be the main character of your own life videos. Main character syndrome is fucking boring. It's out. No more main character syndrome. Okay, morning routines. Morning routines are out. Let me tell you why. Okay, morning routines as a kind of concept are fine. Morning routines are simply a way to prime yourself for the day in the morning. But morning routines in the way that they have become an entity, an industry in and of themselves... That is out for me, okay? Because we're now so obsessed with having a morning routine and having the perfect morning routine that it's no longer about getting ready for the day. It's just about having the morning routine. And so the morning routine has become part of our to-do list. I don't want that. I don't need more on my plate of things to do, okay? So morning routines are out. Do you know what's great? Just doing the things in the morning that make you feel the way you need to feel to have a good day. Okay, you don't need this like strict morning routine. You don't have to follow the miracle morning every single day of your life. You don't need another thing on your to-do list, okay? If you get up, you go for a nice little walk, you sit and you ask yourself, okay, what do I need this morning in order to have the type of day that I wanna have? And then you just do those things, that is enough. 
hacks. Hacks, hacks, hacks. Hacks are out. The idea that anything can be done in a quick fix or that there is this kind of secret weapon that has to be unlocked and once you find it, you'll like crack the code and cheat the system is so fake and I think it is just a product of like short form content like everyone wants like three hacks to become hot and rich in 2024 realistically 85 90% of the things you want just come from the basics there's no secrets there's no quick fixes there's no hacks it is just doing the things that you know you need to do over and over and over again. I get that it's a good thumbnail. I get that it's a good title for a video, but hacks are out, okay? We're here for the long haul. And that means no longer normalizing the idea that things get to be really quick and easy. Most things are just things. Most things are slow. Progress happens over time. Sustained progress, sustained success happens slowly. It happens over time. Even if it doesn't happen slowly, it happens over a period of time. And most of it comes from building the foundations and building the blocks one on top of the other, not from some quick hack you got from a girlie on Instagram or a stupid little boy on Instagram. Equality. Okay, labeling things as toxic because you don't like them. Not everything is toxic, hon. Sometimes... It's just something that you don't like. Not everything is toxic. Nothing else needs to be said about that. Labeling women and men as high and low value. Nothing pisses me off more than the phrase high value women, low value women. Because the problem with high value women or high value men is that it suggests by nature, by the name, the high value woman inherently suggests that there is something as a low value woman, which is crazy. And it's like, what does that mean? It feels so kind of elitist because what is the hierarchy in which we're basing the high value versus a low value woman? Like, what is it? Is it money? Is it looks? Is it body count? That needs to be out. Oh my God. If I who is saying body count anymore apart from like stupid men on TikTok? It feels so misogynistic and not even misogynistic because it's to do with men as well. It pins us against each other. And as we know here, we are all like other girls. This is not a competition. A rising tide lifts all ships. I'm so sick of society finding other ways to pin women against each other and what better way to pin us against each other than to create this kind of arbitrary hierarchy this tier system that we all kind of have to find where we fit in it and so if you label yourself as a high value woman you're all of a sudden you are inherently suggesting that there are people below you who are lower value and that is revolting like we all have things that we're not proud of we all have things that we wish we could change we all have things that we wish we were better at but imagine having those things which is what this is doing weaponized against us and kind of used to almost as tallies used as these kind of points to add up in a system that decides and determines where we fit in this kind of tier system all to be accepted by the opposite sex because that's the only thing it's in reference to it's like I'm a high value woman so I'm more attractive to men I'm a high value man and so I'm more attractive to women let's stop all of this like there are no high value men there are no high value women this tier system just breeds toxicity I know we said we're not labeling things toxic unless they actually are this actually is it breeds competition it breeds hatred for others it breeds comparison 
And I just think it's disgusting. A guy commented on a video of mine and said it's harder for men because one of the biggest points of contention for men is their height. And so much of like being a tall man or being a short man, it's such a point of contention. And I think that's revolting. Like just as I think the way that we view women's bodies is revolting. The idea that height could constitute whether you are a good person or not, I think is revolting. So if we can get rid of this, I think that is the first step to kind of dismantle that as well. This one's a little bit controversial, but also not. And that is performative virtue signaling labeled as activism. There is a lot of shit going on at the moment in the world, okay? And a lot of people are vilifying celebrities and influencers for not speaking out about it. Now, I appreciate that if people like Beyonce, Taylor Swift, like these kind of people with enormous platforms spoke out about it, it would probably have an influence in their circles. And then people who are like Taylor Swift, she has such an enormous reach that could really make a difference, okay? Maybe there are exceptions to this. But for the most part, posting something on your Instagram story for the 100 viewers that watch your stories about the wars that are going on and the devastation that's going on in the world, that is not going to do anything, okay? Like, you posting on your Instagram stories in the grand scheme of things is not going to do anything. Do you know what could do something? Donate, donate to activist communities and people who are on the ground in these countries supporting real people in this time of disaster. If you can't donate, email your local parliaments, put your local parliaments under pressure to take action, to support seeking refuge, to stop funding what's going on, support the activists that are out there doing real work, individual activists, activist communities, activist charities, support the people in any way you can and elevate them rather than just posting something to your Instagram story of a hundred people who probably, because social media is an echo chamber, who probably already know and believe and have the same belief system as you that obviously this is bad. That's not doing anything. But I think we love to just absolve ourselves of guilt. And this is the first time ever where I have not posted anything about these world events. And instead I'm taking my time to do things off camera, off of social media, so without kind of performing, because I don't want to signal, like I'm not trying to signal to everyone that I think these wars are bad, like obviously, you know, like nothing goes without saying more than obviously I think these wars should stop happening and I think it's fucking criminal what's going on. I'm not posting about it, I'm offline doing things that actually could actually make a difference. I think Matty Healy says often doing the right thing doesn't look like doing the right thing. And so it's really easy to share something on your social media and absolve yourself of guilt and be like, oh yeah, I'm doing really good. Okay, but who is seeing that? Like your echo chamber of 50 people? Even if you're like a bigger influencer and you have bigger influence, instead of just posting something to your story and moving on, why don't you reach out to the people who's cre who are creating these stories, reach out to people who are proper activists doing real work and see what you can do behind the scenes. Or if they say, post this on your social media, this is really important, share it. But I think there's so much more that can be done than just posting random shit to our social media feeds. And I'm not saying social media isn't an important part and can't have influence, but I think there's so much more to it. 
and so many people are just using it as a way to be like this is the side of history I stand upon and it's like cool it doesn't matter I don't really care like let's stop this from happening TikTok shop okay TikTok shop has to stop I am a hater I will always be a hater of TikTok shop one it just feels like it's become a marketplace TikTok is just slowly becoming a marketplace it's making it less enjoyable to be on because I feel like I can't trust these bitches recommendations because everyone's just trying to sell shit and make money but TikTok used to be so fun TikTok used to be like this is the one social media platform where we can just talk we can learn things we can talk about the things that we like without it all being one big ad now it's one big ad also it is so bad for the environment. Yesterday, me and my sister were in the car and I was scrolling through TikTok. I came across this water bottle that you can wear and it was the shape of a shark or something. Anyway, it was really cute. It was a wearable water bottle and I thought, God, I get excruciating period pains. That would be amazing. My sister was like, I want that. Fortunately, I'm not an impulse buyer. But the way that you could so easily, you just make two clicks and you've purchased it, check out. That is so bad for the environment, the way that we have made it so easy to just blindly consume things with no thought and things that are, if I'm spending four pounds on a water bottle, you bet your ass that that is not made ethically. It is not made sustainably. It is being made in bulk. It's probably being shipped from far away where the workers aren't being paid enough money. Let's get rid of TikTok shop. I fucking hate it. Let's do the ins, okay? Ins is doing one thing at a time. And I mean this from the biggest to the smallest of things. From the biggest of your goals, like focusing on one big goal at a time, not overstretching yourself so much that you don't really make progress in anything and then you feel bad about yourself because you're like oh god I had all of these big goals and I didn't hit any of them maybe the reason you didn't hit any of them is because they're all too big and you just need to focus on one thing at a time and then even smaller things like I think we're so addicted to doing everything everywhere all at once what happened to just being able to like cook a meal and enjoy cooking enjoying chopping the vegetables and then enjoying stirring and stirring in the water what happened to being present in the things that we're doing, you know, taking a walk outside without having to listen to a podcast and make notes on my phone and send voice notes to all of my friends that I haven't sent messages to. Just doing one thing at a time, allowing ourselves to just be a little bit more present in the things that we're doing. Decentering food. This sounds really weird and maybe this is too specific. So much of what we do is centered around food, you know, like, and so many of our emotions are kind of resolved by food as well. It's like, cool, you go to the cinema, you want to buy sweets, you sit down and watch a film, let's make a little snack. I feel a bit sad, let's get a takeaway. Oh, we're celebrating, let's go out for dinner and celebrate. I want to decenter food from being a source of pleasure. And not that I can't take pleasure in it, but I want to take pleasure in it in a way that I see it as fuel and a tool to help me be healthier and better and the hashtag best version of myself. I don't want food to be the kind of be all and end all to celebrations. And I would like to decenter it from being the only or the biggest source of pleasure and comfort. I want to get pleasure and comfort from things that aren't just food related and be able to celebrate things and enjoy things without food. I just want to take maybe as someone with a history of kind of disordered eating and food addiction and just like, yeah, like unhealthy food habits, like mentally unhealthy food habits. I would like to see myself decenter food and see it, just put less emphasis on it. You know, see food as just like this thing I have to do. I have to eat food. So if I'm going to do it, I should eat well the majority of the time so that I can feel good 
and just kind of take some of the emphasis out of food, I think. The benefit of the doubt. Do you know what is in more than anything? The benefit of the doubt. Have you ever heard of it? No, you probably haven't. We are bringing back the benefit of the doubt. We've removed our ability for this, okay? We've removed our ability for nuance. If someone does one thing, it's like, okay, we completely vilify them and they can never be good again. Like, I want to bring back the benefit of the doubt, the idea that we're not perfect for yourself as well. You know, your friends not having to be perfect all the time. People fucking up. People saying things that maybe you didn't appreciate or could have been said better and then letting it go. Talking through and letting it go. Let's bring back the benefit of the doubt. Trying different styles and different, like, clothing styles not having to subscribe to one aesthetic because you feel like you want to put yourself into a box sometimes you want to dress like really girly and try pink and like put bows in your hair I love that style at the moment and then sometimes you want to go like a bit more cool sometimes you want to go like all black sometimes you want to wear like athleisure just kind of letting go of the idea that you have to like fit one aesthetic and just being able to try everything you know going on vintage going on Depop, picking some things that you maybe wouldn't normally wear, but you really like, and just trying them out, like being able to like have fun with that. Casual dating. Now, I feel like this is going to be in for me for 2024. I don't know about you, but I feel like I put so much pressure on, like, I feel like I'm the type of person who doesn't really date, okay? And I'm like, oh, I would... I'm open to meeting someone and if it happens, it happens and I'll be happy about it, but I'm not looking to date. But I think when you only kind of see dating as something to do when it feels serious and it feels right, I think it puts a lot of pressure on it. And I think then I feel almost pressure. Like when I meet someone new, I'm like, oh God, is this the one? Like, is it serious? And I think maybe I kind of over, over invest because I'm not used to kind of casually dating and just kind of getting to know people casually. I think it would be really good for me to learn what I like and what I don't like in men through more casual dating and just like not having to take it so seriously all of the time and so like I mentioned before not in my hometown but whenever I decide to move out of my hometown which is going to be at some point in 2024 hopefully in the first half of 2024 after my sister gives birth I would like to dip my toes in the casual dating pool. Letters and cards and just in general sending things in the post. I received multiple letters and cards in the post this year and there was something so magical in this digital age about receiving something in the post that's handwritten and then you can keep it. I think you feel like you have to put more effort into it and like more intentionality into actually like writing because you have to be like, okay, I only get one chance of this so I have to like figure out what I want to say. And so I want to write more letters and cards to my friends, to people, then they can keep them. I want more people to do that for me. I just think that's so, something so special about that. And I think that should be in for 2024 for everyone. Pinterest. Pinterest is the only social media platform that I use that doesn't feel strategic or it doesn't feel like people are trying to sell me things. Pinterest feels so wholesome and it's the only platform I go to where I just want to be inspired and have fun. I don't post on Pinterest. It never makes me feel down. When I leave it, I always feel better. I always go to it for inspiration. And I want to continue to do that, using it for inspiration, making vision boards. Even if I make like weekly vision boards for, okay, this week, this is how I want to feel. Like knowing that I've got X, Y, and Z on this week. This is the kind of energy I'm embodying. And just taking more time to kind of intentionally create boards or whatever it is, because Pinterest makes me feel so good. And whenever I go to Pinterest and do this, I do feel really good about it. Overdressing. Overdressing 
I've never been this gal. This is going to be a new thing for 2024 is overdressing. What I've learned from podcasting every day this month is that the days where I get up and I get dressed and I put makeup on and I put effort into my appearance and what I look like, those days are always better. I think it encourages me to do more things. It encourages me to leave the house more. It encourages me to have more fun. I just feel like my days on the whole are better. Haven't done a peer reviewed study, okay? Haven't measured this, but I feel like the days where I get up and get ready properly are better days than when I don't. And I feel like I increase my chances of having a better, happier, more fun, more productive in any way, like productive being whatever it means to you, whether that be fun, getting work done, whatever. It's always more likely to happen when I'm dressed and ready. Let's do more of this, please, Polly in 2024. And then the last thing is confiding in others. Now, I'm a keep it to myself, Sally, okay? I like keeping things to myself. I like having people with their problems. I love it when people confide in me, but I am a keep it to myself person. But I wanna let go of that this year because like I said, I like it when people confide in me. And in the same way that I like it when people confide in me, people like it when I confide in them. And I think when you confide in someone about a problem you're experiencing, things that are going on in your life, it gives a chance to build intimacy. And when you kind of express that vulnerability and you let yourself be vulnerable with people, that brings you closer together. And so in 2024, obviously this is in every year, closer girlfriendships, bringing people closer together, anything that can create deeper levels of bonds and intimacy, I'm always down for. And I think confiding in people, allowing people to support you. And if you're struggling with something or if we're struggling with something, just be like, hey, can I talk to you about something? Can I bring this up? Just sharing things, even if it doesn't feel that important, if it doesn't feel menial, like let people, give people the chance to help you and support you because they want to. And that makes them feel good too, makes them feel like they're invested in your life and so giving people the opportunity to do that by confiding in people when you need it just deepening friendships in whatever means you possibly can and I feel like that's my next way of developing relationships that is my ins and outs for 2024 I can't wait for this new year. Who knows what it has in store? I haven't done my vision board for the year yet, but I will be doing that over the next 10 days before the new year 10 days it's definitely not 10 it's six seven 30 days, how September, April, June, and November, all, yeah, seven, okay. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here for Podmas. This has been so fun. I cannot wait to see what next year has in store for We're All Like Other Girls. Love you so much. See you next year. Mwah.